RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Good morning. morning. How's it going? So, we just came off of basically three days at, at a convention. We were all exhausted. We've, we've been playing games since Friday night, and we thought it'd be fun to uh, to jump in and do kind of an ad hoc recording. So, we are actually recording this on the day of release. We do have one episode in the can from from our convention last year. So, next week, you'll hear us talk about our Assassin's Creed kind of pickup game in 5th edition. That is from Mace 2016. But today, we're talking about Mace 2017. And with me, I've got Brian. Hey, Dusty. Got Mike. Howdy. And joining us for the first time, often mentioned but never featured, is the immortal Chris. Immortal. Yep. So I'm sure you've heard us talk about Chris in the past if you've listened Chris is our, if I'm the forever DM, Chris is the forever rogue. Yes. Forever rogue. <laughs> I want to be forever rogue. Okay. Sorry. All right. Okay. So for, for our usual listeners, I really do want to emphasize that we are exhausted. Yes. So we're, we're going to be a little silly. Uh, the, the, we're not really, we're, we're breaking format. We're not recapping a particular session, but we are recapping an experience that we just had. So. I want us to be tired. I want this to be genuine. I want us to recap Mace. And for those listening at home, we're going to talk about our individual sessions at Mace in upcoming episodes. I really want to break those games down and talk about what we learned from other GMs and, and what I learned as a GM from other players. I think that exposure has been great. It's really exposed some strengths in my game, and it has really exposed some flaws in my game. So we have some great content upcoming. But for today... It's just about the overall experience of con. And I want us to be really honest, even though it might get a little, you know, sort of politically incorrect about, about gamer stuff. I want us to be really honest about our, our, our con experience. And for those of you listening, don't generalize what we're saying to all cons. We're not saying all cons are this way. We are talking about MACE, the Mid-Atlantic Convention Expo. Uh, it used to be the largest gaming convention on the East Coast, but of course, you know, now there's PAX and NYCC, but years ago, it used to be the biggest. So so let's talk about Mace. Did you guys... Two questions right off the bat. And we'll start... We're going to go clockwise here. So we'll start with Brian, and then Mike, and then Chris. Question one. Do you think you want to go back next year? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I want to do all three days, necessarily. Um, last year, we only did Friday and Sunday. Yes. Uh, this year we did Friday, Saturday, and we would have done Sunday. We made a valiant attempt at Sunday. Yeah, we we showed up, but our game was canceled due to an illness that our GM um, is unfortunately battling right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, I enjoyed it. But man, it's especially if you're going in at that 9 a.m. game, and I, we Mike and I played um, a Savage Worlds game until after midnight last night. We were there all day, and it was really tiring. I, I'm too old for this stuff. So, um, but yeah, uh, I would have to be more strategic in how I plan out what I'm going to do. But yeah, I would definitely get back. Mike, I would say I'm I'm seventy thirty at this point. So I think uh, I think it would have to depend on what's on the schedule to uh, really decide how much time I'm going to invest in it next year. I would say I would probably do Saturday again. 
Um, just for clarification, I did not do Friday or Sunday this year because I know I'm an old man and I was going to be exhausted with that schedule. So I only did Saturday, um, but I would lean 70% towards yes, 30% maybe no. Um, I would think to fully get me on board, there would have to be a game that I would know would be this is going to go well no matter what. And we only really had one of those going yeah. into this. We knew yeah. we had one that we knew was going to be good. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. my third question is going to be, "Hey, tell me about your Mace experience." So, so we'll, we'll get to that. I'll hold on to that. But yeah, that, that's good. So seventy thirty. If a guaranteed good experience, you 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 would consider yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. Chris, would you go back next year? Yeah, I kind of. I only did Saturday. I was supposed to do Sunday as well, but of course, game was canceled. So with Saturday, though, knowing that uh, the first game, and I know we'll get into that in a later episode, but the first game really was not all there. But that second game really made up for it. And uh, if we have some of those on the docket for next year, yes, I will definitely go again. I I, want to add one thing if I can go back. Yeah. So I have a ton of con experience under my belt. Like a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So, so for those listening at home, Brian is, is really steeped in BotCon. In, in, well, in toy conventions, comic conventions, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. So uh, frequent panelist, frequent convention goer, you know, major national conventions, stuff like that. Um, and the one thing that this had that was working against us is that we're typically playing with people who are staying at the hotel. Yeah. And we are not. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, we, we we commuted to the, the hotel's basically half an hour from us so we commuted and that's that's uh when traffic is good when traffic is bad it's it's an hour oh yeah yeah so um that's something that we need to account for i think in in the future if if we're going to go is hey might we consider staying there's another convention at that hotel that my wife and i talked about that we actually consider just staying for because it is it, it is a haul especially in traffic is rough yeah yeah and to Brian's point, I think that did make a big difference because you could tell a lot of people who were there after midnight still actively playing. There were a lot of people whose games were going past midnight in our room. You could tell they weren't sweating it because it was obvious they were just going to roll right upstairs and yeah. crash. And yeah, so I think that that probably does make a difference. That's fair. All right. Second question. So, so I think the would you go back is the truest indicator of fun. But now I just want to ask, did you have fun overall? Overall, yes. Um, there were things that weren't so fun. Which yeah, I, let's, let's combine the second third question. So just, you know what, Brian? Tell me about your Mace experience. And, and name the games. Are they good or are they bad? Let's hold the specific commentary on the games for subsequent episodes. But just tell me about your con experience. Um, okay, so uh, during the con, I played uh, four games. Uh, the first, the first game I played, man, it sucked. It was this guy named Dusty was the GM. <laughs> no, that, it was a really good game. It, it's something we had played before, but it played out so differently than we did than the first time I played it. So it was fresh and new. Um, so I enjoyed Dusty's uh Terror on the Kataro, and he has that available for download at his website. Um, no, I don't. I thought you did. No, I don't. No, no well, you, you keep saying that on the show, and it, it, it's on GitHub. GitHub, it's available for download. It's it's sort of it, it. It doesn't have pictures yet. I need to add pictures to it. But yeah, it's out there. You can find it if you Google "terror" on the Kataro, C A T T A R O. You will definitely find it on GitHub. 
But yeah, I need to format it for download. People don't type in Dustinian.com anyway because it's too hard to true. spell. True. Yeah, that's true. So they yeah. just spell it. Don't so, do Dustin.com. D- Dustin. Dustininc.com. What? So we played a Pulp Cthulhu game Saturday morning that did not go well. And that was that was not a lot of fun. That was a slog. Um, we we had a actually. Game. Let me let me pause you. Let's let's all talk about because we all played that yeah. game together, right? Yes. Yep. All right. So the Friday night game, IGM Taron Kataro. It was just me and Brian. So we show up Friday. Um, Brian was my ringer. He he, he wanted to come and he, he was like, hey, you know, let me just come. I'll sit at your table. Um, I'll hang back. I won't reveal the secret of the game. And then Brian live tweeted the whole game. So Brian really focused on, you know, tweeting out pictures and hey, things are really heating up. So it was great to have a ringer at the table. So, but yeah, tearing the Kataro, it went phenomenally well. I had a model of the Kataro. It, it, it went really well. We'll talk about that in upcoming episodes. So, great experience, great group. I, I drove home Friday night at midnight, and Brian and I were talking about how pumped we were for the rest of con. So, awesome. Great feeling coming out of Friday night. Whoops. Show up Saturday morning, and, and all four of us, yep. all four of oh, us yeah. play in that Pulp Cthulhu game, and we'll get into why, but... Overall, frankly, it, it turned me off. I'm, I'm sitting there. Within an hour, it's like, please let this game end. Yep. Please let me go get some lunch. And because the four of us knew each other, we couldn't just walk away. Can, yeah. and, there's a, and there's a specific story behind that that put the walking away oh, in yeah. your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, that upcoming. Yeah. Um, but in general, do we all agree that that game turned us off? It was oh, terrible. Yeah. Yes. It turned me off from Call of Cthulhu. I, I don't think, I don't think I, it, didn't, play that it didn't turn me off of the system. It turned me off of the GM. No, it, 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 I, I agree with Brian. The system, I think, was great. I, I think the GM failed to execute the game that he created and also failed to be um, um, honorable to the system. We'll get into it in the episode. He could be an amazing GM, I think, Yeah, with some key thought. Chris is cutting me a look. With some really key changes to his thought process. Yep. But we'll get into that later. So, all right, right, bad game. Yep. We go grab lunch. Where did we grab lunch yesterday? The Mexican place, um, Zapata's, Zapata's, Zapata's Catino, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so we had a we had a pretty decent lunch. We cleansed our palate, and we were all pumped. We were, um, and we we knew that our next game was the celebrity DM game. I think I think we were also getting a little energy boost off of uh, shedding the hate over lunch. Yeah. Oh, we had yeah. we had a serious hate so. download session yeah, over yeah. our over our burritos and whatnot. That really and, helped. So the celebrity GM is somebody that I I don't I don't I'm not familiar with because I don't watch a lot of D and D and gaming stuff on YouTube. Same here. But Dusty is such a huge fan of yep. that I w- just going in I'm like yeah this oh, is yeah. this has to be great. Yeah, you backed off of his energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we got to play in, in DM Scotty's uh, uh, the the sanctuary of Suhumo. Um, DM Scotty, if you're not familiar with him, please go on YouTube and check out the DM's craft. I've talked about it before on the show. Uh, my daughter and I watch his videos, and and, and we'll get into that more in, in in that episode upcoming whenever we record that. But uh, great game, yeah. We knew it was going to be great when he walked in. I act. My wife and daughter actually showed up to to meet him. That is he awesome. was great with them. It was just a great experience. Yeah. Um, awesome game. We 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 had high hopes, and sometimes when you have high hopes, you can be disappointed. I was not disappointed. No, not at all. A- yeah, after, no. after playing in his game, I'm going to start watching his videos. Yeah, no, I same genuinely here. Yeah. really liked him. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a genuinely nice guy. He's a smart guy. He's sharp. He's quick on his mind. 
Um, not to go into too much detail, but I mean, for everything that went wrong at Mace, the polar opposite was everything going right with Dean yeah. Scotty's game. It was like night and day. So you're seventy thirty from earlier. Is absolutely seventy percent is DM Scotty. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so you're averaging in that huge spike of awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's not probably not going to be there next year. So keep I, that I in mind. I know. I'm trying yeah. not to get depressed about that. Well, yeah. I, I think one of the yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk in a minute about about how we might do next year differently. Yeah, that, well, I want that to be a question that we ask in a minute. But sorry, Chris, we we keep talking over you. So, Chris, being the newbie to the podcast, jump in, man. What what, what do you want to say? Yeah. So the that first game was just absolutely terrible. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, and we'll go into the specifics later, but um, it turned me off completely. And I was hoping that the con would get better from there. And you guys seem unfazed by it. So I was willing to kind of roll along. But oh my god, I wanted to leave after that. I really did because it seemed terrible, but I was with you guys, so of course I'm, I'm going to, you know, keep going. And then with DM Scotty, um, seeing how excited Dusty was, the fact that you brought your wife and, and kid to it just told me all I needed to know about, okay, I need to stay there. I need to see what this guy's about. And then I think what really made that one so much better, the second game so much better than the first game, was the fact that we used a very basic system. So we were able to go more into the story, more into the theatrics less into the uh game playing and and he it we'll go into the into the specifics yeah, yeah let's hold the specifics but but you, you so agree so so you, those were your two your only two games because yes. saturday you did saturday morning and then saturday afternoon you you bailed saturday evening you were going to do sunday morning we'll, we'll, we'll get to sunday morning in a second right yep. all right so then last night last mm-hmm. night we split up yeah Last Wait, night we, we we split the party. We split the party. We split the party. Yeah, so we all played DM Scotty's game. We all loved it. We we went and got a a, a pretty decent dinner, and then we uh, we, we we split the party. So these two guys, uh, Brian and and Mike, played their first ever game of Savage Worlds. Yep. So let's let's spend just a second on that. Good experience, bad experience, mediocre experience. Hold the specifics, but overall, con-wise, how do you feel about it? Mike? Definitely mixed bag. Um, there's there's a lot of detail I can go into of why I didn't think it was a great experience. Um, I certainly thought it was an okay experience that had a lot of potential to be an awesome experience. Um, as for Savage Worlds itself, I'm also kind of split on that. Um, there's a lot I like about it. There's a lot I honestly still don't understand about it. So if I do a little studying, it'll it'll clarify and be a little better. Um, but for the third game, if I had to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd call it a 4. So from, from a total con standpoint, from a total thinking about the convention, the whole point of this was for us to get this exposure, right? Yep. We, we played in this celebrity DM game to be exposed to an amazing dungeon master. So that so that I, I wanted to learn more about dungeon mastering by by having that, that that experience, and then Savage Worlds we'd never played it, so we we you guys wanted to be exposed to that system. Yep. So from an overall con standpoint, system exposure, did you at least get that? Did you at least walk away with that where you felt like yeah, I could definitely do Savage Worlds again, and I would want to or not? I would say so. Um, I, I would definitely give it another try again. I would definitely want to do some studying on it because uh, I think last night I just kind of felt like I was being led through it and I never fully understood how the mechanics worked. Um, kind of as opposed to DM Scotty's, it was simple enough that I didn't have to be led through it to understand it. 
Uh, this one had a lot of minutia where it was just like, I'm going to tell you how this works. Roll these dice. Here's your result. Okay, let's move on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it made sense. Um, yeah. I mean, it seemed like the simplest, uh, I mean, other than one aspect that we didn't get into, which was the soaking and all that, because yeah. that didn't impact us, everything else we did made sense. So from, <laughs> from an overall con standpoint, again, let's not, let's not get specific. Yeah, two details, yeah. Um, system exposure was the point. So, Brian, you feel like you got it. Mike, you feel like it was a mixed bag. Yep. Um, so, fair enough. So, so again, you're 70-30, Mike. DM Scotty is, is, is... The tent pole. Is the tent pole holding up your mace experience. Yes. Brian, anything you want, you want to add about the, about your evening game yesterday? And then I'll, I'll talk about my game. Um, so I'll just mention that the players were awesome. The, the guys we were with, it was a great table. Absolutely. It was the best table of people, I think, that we had, even more so maybe than the DM Scotty game, uh, just from, um, a gelling perspective because the table really came together. Yeah. 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 So it's a, and, and a big part of con, right? A big part of what we want to do is it's so easy to have our gaming group just be it. It's our total gaming experience. Yeah. Aside maybe, you know, from watching some streamers. But experience-wise, um, it's easy for a game group to be stuck in a rut with each other. And, and this was our ability to, or this was our opportunity to open that up and experience new players, experience new GMs. Um, so achieve that because you, you met some cool people at the table. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, and then my game. So I ran Medieval Avengers. So tribality.com had, had done some character builds of the Avengers for D&D 5e. They are 12th level. That game didn't go so well. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I gave players lots of agency. People got to do cool stuff. Uh, only one person was like blatantly bored, and that person openly admitted they they, they needed some sleep. So overall, it, it I wasn't terrible. I don't think I was as bad as our as our as our morning game, but I wasn't as good as my game from Friday night. I showed my players on Friday night a much better experience, and then that that high level, you know, that twelfth level play. Man, we got bogged down in a lot of mechanics, and we got bogged down in a lot of combat, and we got we, we, it was it was bogged down. It had great moments. We had great moments, and and then in between, we had a lot of number crunching. We had a lot of numbers back and forth. We had a lot of we had less narration and just a lot of numbers flowing back and forth. So it it felt like a slug. And and to, for me to be the GM of that, oh, I, I when we talk about that game, I've got a lot of very specific lessons learned. So it was great for me to learn from players. Friday night, I learned from my players, and then I learned a lot on, on, on Saturday night. So good experience in that I learned something. Bad experience, I, I, you know, I, I'm carrying some real guilt around about people paid money to be in this game. And it was, it was at best, a, a mediocre-leaning, slightly positive game. Whereas Terra Nictaro was leaning very positive. I mean, so much so that one guy had to get your name so they couldn't uh, so yeah, he, he, he wanted could to connect, he wanted to connect social media yeah yeah he, people were pumped and that happened with mike and i and on the um savage yeah. worlds game last night yeah the guy that was sitting beside of me um was awesome and uh he 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 gave he gave us his name and everything so yeah we need to when you look that guy up and yeah. thank him for a for a good game that's cool all right people at con so Let's 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 let. Here's where we get politically incorrect, right? 
And I, I'm just going to say it because I, I want to be honest about sharing my experience of this particular convention. Um, a lot of the people there are freaking fantastic right? Nope. People are there for the same reason we are, to explore gaming outside of their home group. Uh, and then I think we experience some people that this is the only time of year they game and they're, I don't know, call it awkward, call it whatever. I don't want to diagnose anybody because that, that's a slippery slope. But basically what con sets up for them is an opportunity to sign up for a game with without anyone being able to object to their presence like hey if i sign up for this game i'm gonna play in this game it's as simple and transactional as i sign up and then i play versus the rest of gaming in your life where you you have to have friends and relationships this is a relationship free way to game for people that may not be the best at maintaining relationships for whatever reason that we're not going to go into or or try to diagnose i think we definitely experienced some of that what would you say the mix was of like great people that we had great experiences with versus kind of the the awkwardness and am i the only one that felt that keenly or did you guys feel that too so it's there and again going back to the lot of experience with cons uh, so in the early days of my convention going experience the conventions that i would go to were primarily driven by the internet and that was when the internet was very uh, much in its infancy. Uh, primarily, sort of, uh, even in the Usenet days, this was before there were like online web message boards. So the people that were online were people who, hate to say it, but tended to be sort of reclusive anyway. Um, and over time, the population of people at conventions tended to trend towards more a general cross-section of what the population looks like i mean now if you go to like a major toy convention or comic convention or what have you the people typically just look like the general population the gaming convention not so much i mean it looks very much you're you're still stuck in a subculture it, it you are very much stuck in a subculture and it looks like the same subculture of people that i was dealing with 20 you know 20 years ago in other conventions a lot of people that probably um not everybody but a lot of people looks like they probably don't get out that often they're probably very shy and you know there's some people that are awkward now being awkward doesn't mean that you're not great to deal with but sometimes if you're incredibly awkward it can be kind of hard to deal with some people and and there was there was quite a bit of that to be completely honest and frank yep i I didn't experience it at my table at my table um i mean it was a good, healthy mix of people, and, and, and I, I had great players. I'll, but my, both my groups, I had great players. But then some of the between-game conversations, I, I think w- we got stuck, Mike, Brian, and I, in two conversations we did not want to be stuck into, and we're trying to make graceful exits, Yeah, where, but, but we were kind of a captive audience because of where we were. And it's like, how do we bail out of the situation? How do we bail out of this conversation that we do not want to be part of? Right. And, and and still, you know, have some modicum of, of, of politeness. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you here's why I'm saying this, right? Am I trying to be a jerk? No. But I want to be honest and sharing our experiences. If there's anyone listening who's like, hey, you know, I'm kind of con curious. I, I'm thinking about maybe going to a con. Let's be honest about the mix of people. There are people that are there to expose themselves to different ways to game. And there are people that are there because... 
this is how they're able to game without maintaining relationships. And, I mean, if you're in a situation where that's, you know, it's your way to game, why don't you branch out, look for a local, you know, gaming group and uh, just try to connect with people? Uh, I think it's fun and it's healthy. And you don't have to wait a whole year or until the next convention to connect with people in, yeah. in games. So, so Brian's worried they've alienated part of our audience. And, and that's distinctly possible. Mayhaps I, I, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the Distinctly more possible, and I don't, I don't mean to. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, and, and hey, there are people there that admittedly only game at this convention, but they, they, they were great. I'm, I'm just trying to talk about a subset of a subset. And in general, people that are part of this subset of the subset don't, don't realize it, it's them that we're talking about. So it's not everyone, but it's it's enough that portion of the population becomes more prevalent at con, and 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 we had to to deal with it. And I'm being honest about that. Would it stop me from going next year? No, I agree. It wouldn't stop me either. But it's an awareness thing. And I'll say this: since we're going there, when it, it's that subset of a subset, one thing that is really missing at these conventions circulation deodorant <laughs> yeah being straight up seriously yeah. I, I, I think yeah. i think if this is your one time to game there's a real temptation to book yourself in games from 9 a.m to midnight all three days of con and and yeah you, you have just a couple hours of crashing and then you wake yep. up and oh crap i'm late for my game and you skip the shower yeah don't, there, don't skip the shower please there's some there's some real social awareness social acceptability stuff that 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 is not prevalent at con but it's more prevalent in real life you can't roll a d20 for perception to know if you smell Yep. and you, you just need to have a system where you check that off in the morning before you go out into the lobby yeah and, and, I, and I'm, I'm just trying to be real serious about what we what we encountered, what we experienced in an honest way. If we offended anyone, I don't know to say other than, hey, it's our experience. Um, anything else about con in general? Yeah, so this is kind of a weird one for me because we we did have um, cosplayers there too, which I thought was really interesting when you look at the dynamic of uh, you have tabletop gamers, you have card gamers, and then you have cosplayers just walking around. There were like five cosplayers. Yeah, but it was really weird because you had the one girl who, of course, has to be the pirate wearing a corset. Then you have the home dude walking around with a top hat, like completely uh, makeuped up to look like a devil, which was really cool. That, he was in his element. But uh, the other cosplayers just kind of seemed like they were just present. Like they had no real purpose, so they were just walking around to show off the fact that they were cosplayers. To your point, I didn't see them at a table ever. No, they were never at a table. They were They're always probably larping, around. right? I guess. Yeah, you're right. The LARP, yeah. the LARP room was on the other side of the escalators. Yeah, I think I, we, we didn't go down that. I hall. don't think there were cosplayers necessarily. I mean, yeah, they are. It's kind of like all all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Like all LARPers are probably cosplayers, but not all cos- cosplayers are LARPers. Yeah, that's fair. And and we didn't go down the LARPing hallway. We we haven't we haven't not no, we didn't. attempted a LARP yet. No, we no. didn't. I, I must have been oblivious to that because I really didn't notice anybody in costume. I think I saw the the lady in the corset once, but other than that, so every time I went out to get a a drink or something like that, there was a home dude in the top hat devil costume just walking the halls just with a pimp cane. I, call, I saw him once. I it must have amazing. just been like, "Hey, there's that devil." Oh well, I saw him three times, and he all he did was walk. 
That's all he did, and he was so happy about it. And I was like, "You go." He ahead, looked man. cool. He looked do awesome. Thing. That's yeah, awesome. Do your thing. So, but Lady in the Corset, while we were doing our first game, she crossed the hallway at least a dozen times, and he kept looking. So, overall con experience was it well organized? Absolutely. Um, I thought organization, layout, facilities, amenities wise, fantastic. There were. I, I never had a problem finding a bathroom. There yeah. are a ton, a great facility. I love the hotel. Now I had trouble finding a bathroom that didn't smell really bad. Oh God. But well, that's they, not. They were that's well not the traveled. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's they were the well traveled bathrooms of the facility. No, I agree. It was great location, great layout, great organization. Um, a plus plus to to Mace for and, and the bathroom was always clean. Yeah, but it was yeah, also yeah. also very all, always recently used. No, it, it was just stank. lingering. Yeah, it was lingering. And effects. again, and again, that's not so much the case in the conventions I've gone to in the last ten years. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about but but gaming wise, finding games. So this con uses uses Ogre, the online gaming re- registration system. Um, good experience with that. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about our Sunday game. Oh, uh, the only thing I wanted to say is, yeah, about the Sunday game. If we could have got an email or something to let us know before we showed up, yeah, the yeah. game was canceled. We drove half an hour. We we drove, and actually, some of us drove forty minutes. We show up, and and we happened to see the paper registration board, and I was like, oh, let me let me cut it in, see what what table we're at. And I saw the big red sharpie canceled. And it's like, dude, we used Ogre. Yeah. We entered our email addresses. Could we could we not have gotten an email? Because I'm going to talk about the May staff for a minute, and and hey, maybe they're listening. And if so, hey, there's some good feedback upcoming and some bad feedback upcoming. The the gentleman who runs gaming, I had a not great experience with him the first day that he probably didn't even think about, and then the second or then this third day we we had a, a brief conversation with him about our canceled game, and he let us know hey that that GM is is deathly ill because we don't know this guy brian mentioned that he's sick we just heard that from one of the mace organizers we don't we don't know this gm at all but i was looking forward to my first savage worlds experience it was going to be brian's second savage worlds experience after after last night my first and then chris's first and and we show up and and the game's canceled okay geez we used ogre could we not have gotten an email that would have been amazing secondly um yeah uh, hey gm of, of of the savage Worlds game on sunday morning we hear you're sick. Dude, no worries. This complaint is not about you getting sick and canceling your game, but I will say this. This is my second Mason in a row where I signed up for a Sunday morning 9 a.m. game where the game was ultimately canceled, and I didn't find out until I was there. In fact, last year, Brian and I sat at the table, and, and 30 minutes into where the game was supposed to start, we were like, well, I guess this guy's not going to show. And in fact, next week, you'll hear the episode about the pickup game that I ran when that GM didn't show. Uh, and last year... On Sunday morning, lots of people were looking, were walking around looking for games because, hey, my GM no-showed. Hey, my GM no-showed. Hey, my GM no-showed. Big lesson learned for me, I'm not signing up for a Sunday morning 9 a.m. game again. So your guys' specific experience with last year and your stories about that was what kept me from signing up for Sunday this year. So heads up to Mace. When word gets out about that, you actively lose revenue. Just saying. Yeah, because you only paid the Saturday day pass. I only paid the Saturday day pass. Yep. Because Sunday is so hit and miss. You had one more bit of feedback for the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first showed up, so I GM'd, right? Last year, I GM'd uh, a pickup game. Like I, I, I paid the full player price. Our GM didn't show. I, I, I wound up GMing a very quick pickup game between Brian and another gentleman. You will hear all about that next week on next week's episode. This time was my first time registering as GM. 
well-organized convention, well-labeled. Everything had good labeling and, and, and rooms and tables were well-labeled. We found everything easily except the GM experience. I walk up to the table to grab my GM badge and there's, I, I checked Brian um, before we left that, uh, on, on Friday night. There's no signage except for a very small whiteboard on a little standee with, with font that was like maybe an inch and a half tall or, or Sharpie writing. It was like an inch and a half tall. GM badges here. And then a little box that said GM badges. And then a binder that was closed that was unlabeled. So I walk up and, and people are talking to the guy that's behind the counter and I say, I think, okay, just like the, just like the player registration, you speak to one of these guys, they ask you your name, they hand you a badge, just like the player check-in. Cause I had experienced that last year and you guys had, had experienced that at, that, or sorry, Brian, you had experienced that in the same moment. You had gone and gotten your player badge. Yeah. Hey, give my name, give me my badge. Uh, I walk up and I'm like, Hey, I get GM badges here and the guy, running the gaming for the convention, the same gentleman that we talked to on, on Sunday morning about the sick GM. He says in this real tired tone of voice, yeah, there's the, there's the binder. I look, I look at this unlabeled binder. I open it up and I'm, and I'm like, okay, so I found my name and I sign in and he's talking to someone else and I point to the box of badges and I'm like, so I, I get my own badge and kind of snarky. He goes, yeah, our motto here is if you're smart enough to GM, then you're smart enough to find your name. Well, to me, that was a big dude. F- you. Yeah. Like I'm not stupid. I am not stupid, but so it's that kind of and and hey, Ron, as in, I know his name is Ron. I'm sorry to go off on you, man, and and I didn't in the moment and call it complaining later. But hey, I'm sharing my experience. Um, it's it's that kind of bullshit gatekeeping that keeps new players out of gaming. Yep, not understanding that part of your audience has never done this before, dude. Part of your audience has GM'd and has GM'd at different conventions that are not your convention. And just because a GM has never GM'd at your mace and doesn't automatically know, like, like hey, next year, I'm going to be good. Next year, I'll walk up, I'll flip open the binder, I'll sign in, and I'll grab my badge. Next year, I'll be just fine. But that kind of gatekeeping, what, part of your audience are your first-time GMs. Not first time ever. That's that's irresponsible. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. have the first time yeah. you ever GM at com. First but time hey, mace GM. Your first time mace GMs. That's a serious part of your audience, and not recognizing that's part of your audience, and not curating that experience a little bit better. It's not that people are stupid, dude. It's not that I'm smart enough to find my name. It's, dude, I've never done this. Walk me through this experience a little bit. Recognize that you have a different audience, and that is a real. That liability. was annoying. Okay. It, that's gatekeeping. Yeah. And gatekeeping is one of the biggest problems in gaming. And, yep. and that's why streaming is so popular. Why is Critical Role so popular? It breaks down that gatekeeping of being part of a game. I can see what a game really looks like without having to get past some stupid social gatekeeping into a group. Yep. So gatekeeping is a big problem for the RPG community. Streaming's really helping, but hey, at cons, you know, why not curate that process for first-time GMs? I'm not an idiot at all and i can certainly find my name but hey have a big if you don't want to deal with people fair enough pay the money to print up a big sign step one find your name in the binder and, and, and put your signature step two go to this box for the badges like if you labeled it that well then hey you know what fair enough having complained and having just complained about it i will say overall just us productions overall great freaking job 
being prescient enough to 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 snag DM Scotty to run games for you, dude. Great idea. And then come in and watch them the entire time. Yeah, prov- I thought that was hilarious. Well, they're taking pictures. Of course, they they should take pictures for next year. I didn't mind that at all. And hey, great job putting on the convention. Great job managing the Grinning Goblin food. So, you know, the hotel doesn't allow outside food. These guys charged for food, but it was a fair price. They, they were, were not. Yeah, dollar yeah, for Very one. reasonable prices. Yes. Very reasonable. So, so, and Domino's Pizza, too, I have to say. Yeah, Just Us Productions did a great job not scalping players for money. Dealer room, well laid out. Easy to get around. Easy to see everything. Not much there, but yeah. This is a well-run convention. Oh, yeah. And Ron does a good job online. Like I, like I, I, I'd sent him some emails and gotten some questions answered, and I mean, great to deal with. And, and I'm sure dealing with ogre and the registrations and setting up games and assigning tables. I'm assuming assigning tables is a manual process. Yeah. Hey, great job. He facilitated a lot of fun for me. He personally. So thank you, Ron. Yeah. My only complaint is, you know, in that moment, the gatekeeping around the GM experience, dude. That. You have that. You have those moments socially where your temper spikes a little bit, just because someone's being a, a, like that was that was a moment for me. Like my temper spiked. Like, dude, I'm not an idiot. I've just never done this before. Yeah, and one thing about this convention in particular is this was 100 percent word of mouth. I would have never heard of it if it wasn't for you guys. So to hear any sort of negative feedback or anything like that kind of makes me feel a little woozy about going next year. But at the same time. If they have somebody like DM Scotty, it kind of does make up for it. What are we going to do differently next year? And I'll go first if you want. I'm going to more carefully curate the games that I play in. Given our experiences, I think the more complex a system is, I'm going to avoid that. Yeah, and the uh, the niche games like the uh, Micronauts and Call of Cthulhu type stuff like just find games that... Well, Micronauts wasn't that guy's fault. He's sick. No, no, I know. But at the same time, like, I think I'll go for more of the trusted games so well, that... Micronauts was a, is a Savage Worlds. I mean, it's Micronauts yeah. was Savage Worlds is a very trusted game. Yeah, yeah but... But I, see, 5th Edition's a trusted game, and I'm going to avoid it next year. I guess what I'm saying is that not having done the Batman animated, all the games, the three games that I, that I was going to that were going to be kind of like off the walls, either didn't work out or, you know, we didn't go to. So... I think I'd rather go to the games where, like, DM Scotty or something that I know it's going to be good. Yeah, for me, it's going to be, when I say more carefully curate my experience, early registration. Yeah. And to the point of, hey, I might GM one game just to get in early to, 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 to be a GM where I can sign up for stuff. Because that, that's a great perk. I, I will legitimately run Terror on the Guitar or some, some other game that went really well. I'm going to try to give my players a great experience. But do the GM things so I can get in early and sign up for, like, the DM Scotty type games. I heard that a couple of years ago at Mace, they had the creators of Deadlands, uh, just Savage World setting. So that would have been a great game. DM Scotty, great game. So I'm gonna try to get in those games with like, hey, these guys created the system, or hey, this guy's a he's the celebrity GM. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna much more carefully curate the games that I choose to play in. I think the thing we're gonna struggle with next year is is finding that criteria to help us curate correctly because we all we all registered together as a group and we were we were as critical as we could be with the details we had on the game registration yeah. so unless and we, we still knew, screwed up and two we out still of three. screwed up unless we yeah. knew it was a celebrity dm 
there were no warning signs that said, hey, this game's going to suck. And that Savage Worlds game was not a Gummy Bears game. Like we no. Thought. Well, I want to talk more about that in <laughs> detail. Oh, in, the, yeah. in, the, yeah. in the episode. I want to hear about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Mace next year, is it is it going to depend on what games we see? I think it may. Yeah. Can, I think if we if we get that schedule and there's not something on there that just pops out as professional game, right? Professional game. Don't you have to have access? To, uh, don't you have to pay to see the schedule? Don't you have to have an ogre account that's active for the year? I'm not. Sure. Well, no, no. It's only active per con, right? You have to pay for that well, con that for the, to get yeah. access. Yeah. Um. So, uh, sorry, you're right. I objected to for the year because they, the Justice Productions runs, runs multiple cons per year. I don't know. I don't know if I could see the schedule without actually paying for the con. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, but well, uh, if I'm I'm certainly going to run a game next year because I I had one good experience that I'm I am going to repeat. I'm going to do more rules light running, and then I'll I'll be able to get in and, and, and tell you guys about it. Okay. I think for me, it's it's a matter of uh, I'm not going to go for the games that sound neat. I'm going to go for the games that we have a pretty good feeling like that's going to be a really good game, like DM Scotty was just we knew that was going to be pretty good whereas the other games that we signed up for or at least the ones that i signed up for it's like okay i want to do batman animated series yeah sure i'll do savage world micronauts and call of cthulhu we had one game before that was really good so let's try this out but i think next year it'll be more of a i'm going to do like mike said the games that we know are going to be professionally run or are going to be good games all right let's let's cut it there i Mace 2017 mixed bag, mixed bag for all of us. Yeah. And hey, in all fairness to me and, and my rant that I just did, hey, for one game I was a great GM, and then for another game I wasn't. I'm sure there, I'm sure there are players complaining about me. So, it, circle of life, we're, we all complain and we are all complained about. But uh, definitely a mixed bag. Interested in going next year? Much more carefully curated. Cons a mixed bag. Go in. Definitely go in. Go in eyes wide open. Thank you for listening. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you. <laughs>